Jeff Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, um, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there, this is episode 8 of the Star Wars Archives, a Utini podcast where we take some random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha poodoo out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxie in the Utiniverse. I have watched all Star Wars canon movies and TV shows. I have read 40 Star Wars books, and now I own 13 of them. And I'm Trev, I'm a keeper of a timeline over at Utini.com. I've been a Star Wars fan my entire adult life and I have over 1,000 pieces of separate Star Wars media. Yeah, that is a much more <laughs> clear <laughs> and concise way of describing everything that you do own that is Star Wars. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. But <laughs> it is Valentine's Day, at least here in the U.S. and whatever other countries that also do celebrate it. So, happy Valentine's Day, Trev. Jose, you are my favorite scruffy-looking nerf herder. <laughs> Hey, that is a compliment, and, I, and I'll take it. Um, so because it is Valentine's Day, we do have a little bit of a special episode today. We will be talking about the many, many girlfriends, <laughs> or better yet, the many failed relationships of Luke Skywalker. So, uh, you know, for all of us spending Valentine's Day alone, this is a reminder that even the most powerful Jedi that brought down the Empire, can suck at love. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not great at it. <laughs> no, he's not. There's, it's more of a curse, really, if you do get entangled <laughs> with, with Luke uh, romantically. <laughs> but, yeah, speaking of, uh, of reminders, Trev, um, can you remind our listeners what the show's format is? Yep, so as usual, this is a lively, unscripted show. Uh, once we've decided on a topic, Hoser will do whatever research he needs to. I will try and do as little research as possible. Just throw some words in Notepad and see what sticks. Uh, we could talk about anything Star Wars, legends, canon, book, comics, TV, video games, newspaper clippings—you name it—and hopefully keep you entertained and informed over the next hour. Yes, that is correct. And I have done a little bit of research on this one. I did—I did want to keep it um, fairly light and just let the conversation flow today, because yeah, you know, you've—I've heard some of these names in the past, and I just want to. To see what you have for for us today. Yeah, so just just to clear things up, Jose, you've mostly read canon, right? Yes, I've only read maybe three Legends books at most. Okay. <laughs> so so a, a lot of, a lot of us, a lot of most of what we talk about is is new to you, then. Yes. No. Absolutely. I mean, there is definitely one name that I think pretty much everyone. Um, who is a you know a, even a, a passive Star Wars fan knows about one name and that would be Mary Jade. Um, 
I Indeed. have heard of this name. I know a little bit about her history, mostly just like thanks to our friends at Legends Look Back, um, because they have you know talked about some of the books in which she appears. Yeah, I don't. I think I may have heard one other one, and you know I did. I did put together a list of of the ones that I could find online, and I don't know anything about any of them. I, there's some <laughs> alien species here that I'm like, I don't know what that is. There's some creature that keeps popping up a couple times. I'm not even looking at your notes, and I already know exactly who you're talking about <laughs> for both of those descriptions. Yeah, so so I do have a lot of questions where I just, I mean, really, I'm here to, to know... Uh, to learn about all these relationships because I mean from at least from the list that I made of names because I wanted to also just see if you did capture or, or get all these names on your list um, I counted 12 um, relationships or love interests in, in Luke's life and I mean I think that's probably more relationships that I've had in my life so <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's a player good yeah, good for that farm boy. I mean, I, I don't, and also none of these stories happened, as, as far as I know, happened before the events of the original trilogy, right? So, um, who knows how many other girls in Tatooine he had? Well, now, so the only girl, the only possible thing I could think to speak of here is Cami. So she's one of the group that hangs around at Toshi Station, you know, with Biggs uh-huh. and Tank and Fixer. I think she's Tank's girlfriend. Now, Tank also comes back in the Rebellion series as uh, Jambex Sunbur when he's on the Imperial side and him and Luke face off, having come from Tatooine together. But there are a couple of um, a couple of examples of, I think, kind of Luke having feelings and quite fancying Cammy, but never being able to do anything about it. Well, I mean, and, and that's also a very Luke thing to do. I mean, he did fall for his own sister. Yeah. <laughs> so I think... <laughs> Maybe See, I wasn't going to mention that. <laughs> well, come on, you, you can't, you cannot not talk about the fact that he was in love with his own sister. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I, I, was, um, I, I was doing my research and I was like, "Shall should we bring this up? Should we address the elephant in the room?" And I'm like, "No, I'm, I'm just going to leave it. Let's, let's leave well, that that's... there in, in the, in the eighties <laughs> <laughs> when it was more common. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, no, I mean." Let's before we do go through this list. Let's just speak in you know like hypotheticals or whatever, right? So he falls for this girl Cammy, I guess, and you know unrequited love. Then he falls for another girl, and turns out to be his his own sister. And then every other relationship he's had after that fails. But to be honest, the Finding out that someone you have strong feelings for is your sister is probably one of the simpler relationships in Luke's life. It, it is. And I'm just saying that I think maybe he has been like self-sabotaging every single one of the other relationships. <laughs> because he's like, I am not worthy of love. Apparently, I don't know what love is. And now I guess now I was about to just jump into song there. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, he's he's not great at it. He's just not good at it. At all. <laughs> that's my. He's, that's going to be my point. He's a bit wet beyond the ears, let's, yes. let's say. All right. Um, well, Marriage Aid, do you want to start us there since that's, that's the one that I know about? Or? We'll, we'll, talk, um, we'll talk briefly about Marriage Aid Skywalker now, which is her married name, Marriage Aid Skywalker. 
Um, she is obviously the big love of Luke's life. There's a big complicated history um, that we'll come back to. But before Mara Jade Skywalker was on the scene, this is where we need to talk about a few other people. Yes. And just a warning for anyone listening. This is going to have this episode is going to have a bunch of spoilers for anything Legends, right? Um, because I mean, We're pretty much these books have been out for a long time, so history. yes. But there's some spoilers about the events that happen within Legends, so fair warning to everyone. Yep, we are essentially going to spoil the entirety of Galactic history after the Battle of Yavin. There you go. That's I mean that's a tall <laughs> order. All right, so. Let's get into it. So I'm going to start with Luke's most prominent lost love. Uh, I think this is one that Jose's mentioned already, which is Shira Bree. So she mm-hmm. is from the old Marvel comic series. Uh, first showed up in issue 56. She's a rebel pilot. Her and Luke have an obvious connection, mostly displayed by the fact that she just obnoxiously keeps calling Luke Ace. So she's got a nickname for him. They must be a thing. That's kind of how it comes across in those first issues. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, you know, they're kids' comics. Um, over the next couple of issues, they become closer until they're on a rebel raid flying stolen TIE fighters. Something Ooh, happens to sexy. their systems. <laughs> yep. Their systems go down so they can't tell who's on their side, you know, who's who are their allies flying the TIE fighters. And uh, Shira's TIE comes into Luke's targeting system. He can't tell who it is. He uses the Force. The Force tells him it's an enemy, so he shoots it down. It turns out to be Shira Bree, uh, now assumed oh. dead, killed by Luke Skywalker, who becomes ostracized by the rest of the Rebellion and has to go on trial for the oh. mur- accidental murder. Um, all his squadron buddies and everything, giving him a cold shoulder of the works. It wasn't his fault. The Force told him to do it. Uh, but eventually he goes undercover and discovers What a convenient excuse, a man. All along. <laughs> what a convenient excuse. Oh, the force told me to do so. Come on. That that does not Objection. Fly. Objection. <laughs> but it turns out it turns out she was a rebel spy all along. Mm. So the the force was correct. An but, imperial um, so spy. She was an imperial spy. She was a plant. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, so the, the force was not incorrect. However, I mean, the force is just telling you, telling him, shoot it down, shoot her down, because she is an like an imperial, and not like telling him, hey, this is this girl that you've been sort of like into. I don't know. Yep, but it was it, it was all a cunning ploy. <laughs> That's all it was. So, so anyway, she was evil from the get go. She was she, was she pretending yeah. to yep. love him or yep, be she into was, him then? Oh. She, yep, she was completely undercover, and ultimately, he's the guy that blew the Death Star up. Her her aim was. Probably not to get shot, but she was there to, <laughs> su- to, to somehow undermine Luke Skywalker. All right, so she gets shot down um, and presumably killed. But then, how does she survive yep. that? Do we? F- well, she doesn't turn up for about thirty issues uh, later, which you know that's oh. two years in in, in comic yeah. time, real real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she's undergone intensive cybernetic surgery. Up the hands of you know Darth Vader found her, rescued her, brought her back to life, kind of in the same way that Palpatine did to him, and she yes. is now known as Lumaya, Dark Lumaya. Lady of the Sith. 
Ooh, that sounds badass, man. <laughs> yeah. That's giving me like, I mean, I'm picturing sort of like a, a Ventress type of like, you know, cybernetic um, villainess or something, but that sounds cool. Yeah, and she plays a really key part in um, the rest of a Marvel run. So she's mm. back in sort of issue issue 90, I think, is the big one, Duel with a Dark Lady. It might be 90. It's definitely left it last um late 80s issue number uh-huh. but then the the run finishes at 107 so there's not much left there's a whole storyline involving um an invasion of aliens from another part of the galaxy and she plays a big part in that um her and luke have a big massive duel she's got a really cool light whip instead of a lightsaber Ooh, light whip which uh, are now uh, are now canon again. they're now back but probably not like this one hers is more like um it's like a cat of nine tails. So it's, you know, um, like metal rope with studs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also electrified by lightsaber. Oh, um, my God. That crystal, sounds amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but and that's it. So she's largely forgotten after that. Um, she gets defeated and never really mentioned again in the expanded universe when it all kicks off in the 90s because the Marvel comics weren't. Nobody really talked yeah. about it. But then she's brought back as one of the main antagonists for the Legacy of the Force series, which launched in 2006. Okay, so, so wow, so almost, yeah, so like 16 years later. Yeah, so um, in this, she's now a fully-fledged Sith, and she is the one that seduces Jason Solo to the dark side, which is the big plot point of that series. Oh, and, J- well, and Jason Solo being one of the twin siblings for of uh, leia and han solo yeah right and yeah i did know that he goes to the dark side i didn't so luke's ex-girlfriend yep. turns him into the dark side yep by convincing him but the only way to avoid another massive war in the galaxy is for jason solo specifically to become a sith yeah that tracks of course sure yeah <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, and these people are so egotistical. They're like, "Yes, I am the only one that can yep. save the whole galaxy." Yeah, this about, whole family yep. is screwed up, man. I feel like they should have just ended both holes, <laughs> all the Skywalkers and Solos early on. Like, <laughs> ever since Anakin, you're the one, and then, then, and then Luke is the one as well. It's like, okay, guys, like. It's, it's the most likely reason for someone to fall to the dark side. Tell them that it's the only way that they can save everything they love. That's it's, right. It's, it's easy. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's uh, legit. I guess, you know, all is fair in love, I guess, in war. But <laughs> um, we, I want to talk a bit later on in this episode about what eventually happened to Lumaya. Um, okay. Yeah, because I she... want to know what, keeps, what happens after that. <laughs> but okay. So what are, where are we going now? But apart from the Marvel comics she was in and the Legacy of the Force series, you know, she she didn't really show up in any big releases, but she's had so many retcons over the years in articles yeah. and reference books and different magazines. And I think there's one short story that really expand her history. And now we know that she was actually one of the Empress Hands, along yes. with Mari Jade, yes. uh, one of many. And that she even took apprentices during the sort of Bantam era of publishing. So that period of sort of four years after Yavin up to the new Jedi order of 25 years, mm-hmm. she was always behind the scenes working 
against the New Republic. Uh, one of her apprentices was even Carnal Jax, which isn't a name that will be familiar to many people, but he was mm-hmm. the main antagonist of the Crimson Empire series, okay. which also ties into the Dark Empire series. So even though she's not featured in either of them, there are retcons yeah. that kind of place her on the periphery. I see. Yeah, trying to yeah. work things in her favor at the same time. Well, I mean, so I assume that you were reading these as they were coming out, more, you know, at least more or less, right? Um, the the old Marvel series, yeah. I mean, so they started in seventy seven. I was born in seventy six. You know, anything before. I guess I must have been around sort of seven or eight when I kind of really got into them. So I would have yeah. caught like the second, maybe the last third of the total issues. Even when I, I've binged the entire Marvel series in the last couple of weeks yeah. for this show. And <laughs> I, can, I can kind of, I almost remember the point at which my childhood begins, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's, there's certain stories that have just always, always been with me and, you know, resonate well, to this day. But so I mean, and I I guess I'm I'm just curious, like so. With, you know, like now in today's culture, when where we can binge everything, right? It's like the learning about Lumaya slash Shira Bree. You know, we would sort of we can know that the whole history of you know and, and try to place it all together. But in real time, or you know, I guess in um, how it was released you're taking like years in between like hearing or reading her name again. Like, were people, do you know if like people were excited to see her pop in again or were they just sort of like, wait, who was this person? Or like, I mean, how does that even work in those stories when you're trying to reintroduce someone after like a decade of not being mentioned? Well, I think for casual readers who, you know, just kind of read the adult books, they wouldn't have known who she was, but it also didn't really matter. I think they introduced mm. her in a way that um, it didn't really hinge on the fact that she'd just been in some comics previously. They did a really, really good job with introducing her. So, And it also doesn't come out of the blue either. Some okay. of this other stuff I talk about where they made her out to be an Emperor Hands and was doing all this, these bits and pieces in the background, that comes from really obscure information. Yeah. But her overarching story fits really well into the adult novels and you know she serves a really good purpose it, it it works really well cool all right um okay so yeah so i do want to know what happens to her after um but are we just gonna go and tell like talk about some of the other girlfriends and yeah, relationships or so just for the record luke's first major girlfriend imperial spy all along turns into a female vader just so we're clear on what happens yes. to these people after the fact. Yes. Um, but we're going to stick with the Marvel series now uh, for another entry. I think this is the one you referenced at the beginning when you were talking about an alien called Danny. That's D-A-N-I, yes. Danny with one N. Mm-hmm. So Danny, Danny is a Zeltron. Yeah, I don't know what a Zeltron is. <laughs> Purple-skinned humanoid species. Imagine a purple chiss. They're kind of like that. Oh, okay. But they're also... They could almost also be called the polar opposite of a chiss. So um, Zeltrons are, how do I say this? Oh. They're, they're passionate people. They they have very strong feelings. Um, essentially, they're just really damn horny all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what it boils down to. Uh, um. And Danny becomes obsessed with Luke and, and latches onto him. Leia has her own 
problems with, you know, male Zeltrons hounding her as well. But Danny's around for quite a few issues in the later arcs of the Marvel run. Whether Luke responds to her advances or not isn't really obvious, although there are a few panels where they, they're kind of they're basically smooching in the background while other people okay. are having conversations up front. <laughs> so, I mean, this is after the failed relationship with Shira Bree, right? So, and uh, I mean, it makes sense as a rebound. This would be a good... If you were reading in order, it's it's quite close. You know, there's yeah. not a lot of time in it. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not ready to go back into a Sears relationship yet, man. Like, you know, he he first killed her and then he come, she comes back as a Sith. No, let's like, let's not get into anything serious again for some time. But then, and Danny's around for a while as well. But then with sort of no warning, she just kind of runs away from a mission, having stole loads of treasure from somewhere to go back to her pirate crew but then hooks up with a character called Kiro, who is a fish man. He has to wear a helmet. <laughs> he has to wear a helmet when he's out of the water. Uh-huh. But he also might have force-sensitive powers, and it's he's almost like he's almost like the Aquaman version of Luke. So she has uh-huh. a type. <laughs> a fish man that talks. Those Marvel to comics are weird. Jeez, yeah, I know. I can see that. Um, so, Danny escapes, and she—I mean, I, I guess we can't really call her like an official girlfriend. She's made, maybe she was this girl that he hooked up with. Yeah, and she's just doing what Zeltrons do. It's—it's it's yeah. a big. That's the big talking point about Zeltrons is you know they can't help themselves. That's that's just what their species is like. <laughs> Throwing it <laughs> around right. everywhere. Yeah, there's, there's one more romantic interest for, for Luke from those Marvel comics, and this one is really weird. Oh, I'd forgot okay. that this one even existed. When I was looking through them the other day, I got to this one story, and I'm like, what the hell is going <laughs> on? Okay. Um, so, who, who is let me see if I can... She? I, Him? <laughs> I will do my best to summarize this. So, issue 89 sees Luke go on a mission post-Return of the Jedi to get more planets to join the new Alliance of Free Planets which is essentially what the the Rebel Alliance becomes before they become a legitimized New Republic. So for a while, they are the Alliance of Free Planets. Yes. So on the planet Soleil, a name which is mentioned twice in the whole comic. When I was reading it to kind of get my thoughts in order for this episode, I'm reading going, oh yeah, what planet are they on? And I'm literally, you know, I'm two-thirds of the way through this comic before it's even mentioned. I'm like, it's just a throwaway line. I have no idea where this is taking place. <laughs> but it also appears to be based in medieval Britain. It's... Okay. Yep, there's crowns Like, the whole planet is, like, medieval Britain. Castles. Yep. Uh, and Luke happens to be dressed like Prince Adam from He-Man. It's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> well, maybe anyway. it is that planet. It is He-Man's planet. It, it could be. Yeah. It could be. See a gray skull in the background? <laughs> <laughs> but Luke's there to help the resistance forces overthrow a corrupt government whilst also falling in love with a young lady called Mary. Really strong Star Wars name, Mary. It's not Mary spelt different. It's just M-A-R-Y. <laughs> so, no just no Mary. last name? Nope, just Mary. So um, Luke and Mary. Luke and Mary. And then <laughs> Mary is killed. During an invasion by the Empire to retake the planet, after she's confessed her undying love to Luke, and Luke is distraught, this is all in the first nine pages of this comic. Jeez. 
it's a really strong bond, and then she gets killed, and uh, Luke takes her death ha- death hard, in, despite of that you know he's only just met her, and, and to be honest, he's a bit of an ass for the rest of the issue. He's oh yeah, strays a bit too close to the dark side. He's you know shouting at people oh. and just not being a very nice person. It's almost like do you remember those of any sort of old '80s show where for whatever reason a hero turns bad for an episode and just yes, go around, yes. goes around acting like a real ass to everyone. It's kind of yeah. like that. <laughs> and then he comes to his so, senses and he's like, oh, I shouldn't let grief overrule me. So let me get this straight. Luke Skywalker. Yes. Um, the Empire... Well, I guess... Well, anyways, let me just go with my... <laughs> continue with my thought. His aunt and uncle are, are killed. Yep. He kind of gets over it pretty quickly. He's like, oh, no, okay, I guess I can leave this planet now. I mean, he's busy. And that's it. That was his... Yeah. And this girl, Mary, yep. gets killed, and he actually then, like, feels something, and he's, like, for the rest of the of this issue or whatever, he's just sort of, like, this dick to everyone, and he's just, like, angry and actually showing emotion yeah, that he did not have for his own aunt and uncle. But it's so overblown. It's like, why would the Force do this to me? <laughs> it's it's really oh melodramatic. It's it's one best left in the history books. It really is. Uh, <laughs> All right. So Mary gets killed. Luke almost goes to the dark side because of it. Um and then he leaves. And, he leaves I mean, the he planet, and it's give never talked about again. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> no one wants to remember Mary <laughs> and the soul. I didn't even rem- remember Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Such a I, that's funny. Okay, um, so what what happens after that? Um, well, I mean, that's that's his three from the Marvel comics. Now, yes. I, w- I just want to talk about the Marvel comics briefly. So, Marvel series launched in '77. It ran till. Uh, 85, I think, ended in issue 107, covers the whole time from Star Wars to Return of the Jedi. Mostly forgotten yeah. about. It's only in sort of the later years of Legends that they start incorporating a lot of this back in. But at the same time as the Marvel comics were being released, there were Star Wars newspaper strips published in okay. LA Times uh, newspaper, and then syndicated throughout the country. So these are the sort of strips you used to get in the 80s, the little three-panel strips. You'd have one in yeah. one in every every day there were star sort of... wars ones just little clips yep. like that's that's interesting okay so we'd have one in ev- on every monday to saturday and then we'd have sort of a, a bigger spread on a sunday so okay. these have all been collected as classic star wars by dark horse and now there's epic collections just called the newspaper strips but these two things ran completely separate there was uh-huh. no coordination between the two at all so it makes makes things a bit messy but there's one person i want to mention from from a newspaper strip, which is Tanith Shire. Okay. So she, whether it's a romantic interest or not, is debatable. Um, she rescues Luke from a mission. I think he gets trapped on a Star Destroyer, possibly. And she's driving, she's basically driving garbage trucks, uh, space garbage trucks. That's what uh-huh. she does. But then she kidnaps him to go and rescue her people from somebody or other i can't really remember and then at the end of that he has to go back on his way she's she just fancies him the whole time she's forever saying how cute he is and he's, <laughs> he's not really interested 
But in literally the last panel before he flies off, he just he kind of gives her a pity kiss, and that's that's all it boils down to. Okay. So he, he says something. He literally says something along the lines of, "Here's something for you to think about before I go." Yeah. Or, or some cheesy, terrible line oh, like that. God. Well, I mean, He's, you know, these people are working on comic strips, right? So it's only they only have so many panels to be able to tell the whole story. So oh, ab- absolutely. <laughs> but uh, but uh, and also, you know, within if you're trying to fit it all together, you know, I guess presumably um, Luke was with Mary at the same, you know, right around the same time. <laughs> so um, you know, he he couldn't get involved with Tanith. Is her name? No, remember, he only knew Mary for about an hour. Oh, that's right. That, that that's was right. it. <laughs> yeah. So these were both, like, just flings that just happened, basically. Yeah, he, he, he was stuck with Tanith on the space garbage truck for a while. So, yeah. you know, at least they had time to cultivate a relationship. And then he went and freed all her people. So, you know, that's, that sort of rebellion can cause strong emotions. I guess so. I mean, I, I don't think I've... I have fallen that hard. <laughs> well, I guess, no, the tiny thing maybe makes sense. It's just a kiss, like, at the end of, like, you know, hey, like, you know, we've spent all this time together, and you kidnapped me, but, you know, like, Stockholm Syndrome, so now I maybe have a little thing for you, <laughs> and uh, let me just give you one kiss, and then I, like, so that kind of makes sense. The the Mary one is still <laughs> very debatable how he would feel that strongly about uh, a person that was just... I mean, maybe, well, he is a, his force sensitive, or he, he uses the force. So feelings are more um, intense, probably. So, I don't know. Maybe may, maybe that explains everything, and he yes. just can't cope with his emotions. So he's like the rest of us, really. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on from 80s comics now to actual adult novels. Uh, so the first one I want to talk about is Truce at Bakura. So this is set just after Return of the Jedi. So we're still kind of post-Endor. Yes. The Lumaya thing won't have happened yet. Okay. The Shira Bree thing's happened, but the Lumaya bit hasn't happened. If, I see. If both things work together, which they don't really because people didn't yes. talk about the Marvel strips. So um, Truza Bakura, that's, uh, I've heard of this one. I, isn't, I think like Freddy, right? He, at Legends yeah, Look Back, he, he really likes Freddy's that Freddy's favorite book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it starts literally days after the Battle of Endor. Oh, but okay. It introduces us. It introduces us to Gariel Capterson. Um, she's a senator from Bakura. There's a whole. We won't talk about the storyline of the book, which involves invading dinosaurs and people trapping souls in droids. We're not going to talk too much about that. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's irrelevant to Luke. That's what's friends. in this it, book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. I need to read this. <laughs> what? That's that's the selling point right there for me. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, tell me about this love story in this book because I mean, I'm already sold though. Um, <laughs> dinosaurs and and like spirits or souls in in droids. That yes, uh, yeah, like, that's that's the whole book. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I'm down. Okay, so um, there's a love story as well. So what <laughs> what, what happens? Um. But there's initially friction between Luke and Gariel because her view is that by their very existence, Jedi cause the universe to be imbalanced. Uh-huh. She's a practitioner of what they call the cosmic balance because Jedi are so much more powerful than everybody else. It upsets the balance. So already she's she's not a fan. But over the course of a the book, they get a lot closer. 
But at the end, they agreed to go their separate ways. Um, There's no real drama there. They just kind of, they get to it and they go, well, we're just two two different people. I see. We're too different for this to work. Um, But in the Truce at Bakura source book, resident New Republic historian Vora Nal, who is one of my favorite people because he just goes around interviewing everyone, he interviews Geriel after the fact and she said her words were that she found Luke to be disquietingly attractive, <laughs> which is a really odd phrase to use for anyone. Well, I mean, have you ever said disquietingly in casual conversation? I have never said that, but <laughs> if someone called me that, I mean, I'll sure. Why not? I mean, there's attractive in there, so that's good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but because of his Jedi nature, she was she worried that what happens when someone who is that strong with the Force uh, and their emotions change? So whereas once you love someone, if things change, would you end up hating someone with that same passion backed up by oh. being an actual Jedi and the pull of the dark side? And she was like, you know what, that's not for me. I mean, fair, very fair point. Um yeah, I can see why she would be concerned with that. <laughs> but she's probably she's she's probably one of the one of the lost loves that Luke kind of clung to in his heart for longest. She she reappears during the New Jedi Order series. Okay. She becomes a casualty of a use on one war. But she's got her own family at this point, and her four year old daughter is now orphaned. But Luke kind of takes responsibility for her. He finds a nice family to adopt her. He sponsors her. Sorts her out financially, goes to visit her where he can after oh, that look, fact then. He, he's such a nice guy. He, he is a nice guy. Oh, look at that. Well, I'm happy for her that he took care of his uh, ex-girlfriend's daughter. That's uh, What a stand-up guy that Luke I, is. I, I can't remember the circumstances of Geriel's death at this point. I haven't got that far in my New Jedi Order reread. But based on habit... It was probably his fault. <laughs> it really <Yeah>. probably was. <laughs> probably. But, I mean, basically, at least... I mean, it doesn't sound like there was an actual relationship. It was just, like, a, an attraction, and there was just no, there like was some a tension. Definite, there was a definite bond between the two. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's quite specific that it they could have quite easily been a thing. Um, okay. But both made the decision and i think even thinking back i think it's more i think it's more uh gary Ault than luke i think he's he kind of wants her to and she's no you know i need to be a senator my country's just nearly been invaded by dinosaurs and soul droids so i i need to be here for that yeah okay well i i like this one it sounds like a very i mean this relationship with with gary Ault sounds a little bit more mature uh, you know, they kind of understand the reality, or at least she does, and then she goes her own way. She has a family. I mean, some tragedy, of course, because she was linked to Luke Skywalker, therefore something bad has to happen. But at least he realizes that it was somehow his fault, um, so he then <laughs> takes care of his daughter. So, okay, well done, but, Luke. But um, there's also <laughs> some there's some really good discussion between the two in the book about the nature of the Force as well, and he's like, I'm a Jedi, I can do this. And she's like, well... Yeah, but should you? Yeah, no, that's great. So she like challenges. Yeah, that's just because you're a Jedi. Do you have to be involved in galactic affairs and? Yeah. No, I mean, whoever, whatever you know, whoever wrote this is just I. I kind of uh, 
I like what I'm hearing. It just sounds like a fairly like mature and like you know a challenging person, a, a good par- partner for him to, or you know, at least to talk to and question some of the things that he's able to do. So I mean, yeah, sounds better than whatever happened with Mary. It that <laughs> could be the title of that comic. Whatever happened to Mary? <laughs> I mean, I guess there was something about Mary. Ah. Uh. Uh, uh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I highly recommend Drusa Bakura, and I'm sure Freddie had recommended to everybody and their dog as well. Yes, yes. I'll, it sounds interesting. I, I, I really, actually, you know, when you went with dinosaurs and, and droids, I was like, <laughs> this sounds insane, like this book. But the way you described their relationship um, sounds really interesting and, and like a really well written, at least. So. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to add that to the queue. It, it's a book that hits, ticks many boxes. It really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's great. All right. Um, but, uh, but we have a bit of a dry patch for old Lukey boy then. Uh-huh. So we don't have anything until Dark Empire 2. So Dark Empire 2 set 11 years after Yavin. Truce of Bakura was four years after Yavin. So, you know, we've got seven years. Seven years of oh. solitude and... You know, he did meet Mara in that time, but nothing happened. Hey, maybe he was taking some trips to the Zeltrons and meeting up with people <laughs> maybe. there. I mean, he, he, he knows just... that's a sure thing. I mean, he did set up a whole Jedi Academy. Uh, he was busy. So, yeah, he, he was busy. Married to work. But Dark Empire 2, or the return of the return of Palpatine. Oh, okay. Yes, so this Palpatine is, this returns. For the second time. Okay. Yep. Let's just go with it. Uh, yes. So- yeah. I'm just accepting it. So yeah. Just don't don't get into it. Go. <laughs> so uh, on the planet Ossus, Luke finds a primitive tribe of Force users, and a brother uh-huh. and sister uh, tied to a tree when he gets there. So Rafe, the brother, and Jem, the sister. So Jem Isana is her full name. So okay. They don't even speak basic, but eventually the Force helps them to speak each other's language just like that okay it, it's a four skill who knew um and then they both leave osus to become his pupils so he's landed on this planet he leaves with two new pupils these uh, brother and sister they've got a strong deep connection in the force luke and gem and they fall in love explicitly it tells you in the comic in these couple of panels of them holding each other after she gets oh. shot does she get shot? Something happens. She's injured. He heals her. Oh, no, they were training. They're training. The training remote shoots her. He tells her it's okay. They fall in love. And it specifically tells you that they are now in love. And because they both use the force, their love is stronger because of it. Um, he, he falls in love quickly. Let me... Um, I mean, <laughs> you might be seeing my face. I'm cringing a little <laughs> bit because I'm like, you're telling me... Not a, a, forget about how the speed of how quickly they fall in love, but Luke takes this girl from some other planet that doesn't speak his language as a student. Yep. And then he falls in love with his student that doesn't speak his language. Yep. It's it's a bit inappropriate. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I don't think that that would fly very well. Um, nowadays, I mean, it should have never been okay, but... 
but even reading the comic now, it it doesn't. Yeah, it it doesn't read well. It, it, he does not look out, come out of it looking good. No, <laughs> but it, no. But it, get, I mean... it gets worse. It gets worse. How? So does, does he kill her? her like this girl's like <laughs> twin brother, just to be like. Or brother, no, so, I don't know if it's a twin, but he's like, get him out of the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> so she's introduced in issue three of Dark Empire 2, okay? Uh-huh. She dies in issue six when she is killed by... There's an attack by Palpatine's Dark Jedi underlings, and she so dies. So three issues. Yep. Luke literally refers to that death once when he says, I wish I could have saved her. But her brother then uh-huh. says, oh, don't blame yourself, Luke. Look at all the good that you've done, restoring the Jedi to the galaxy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honest yeah. to God. Yeah, and that's terrible. And she's never mentioned again in the entire expanded universe, like the events of that comic, more or less. Of course. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't. we don't need to get into it, but that's definitely... I mean, there's, the, there's that whole thing about uh, um, females or, or women in comic books and how they're just used like this um, yeah. they don't really have much of a backstory and and they're just not important and they brutally get killed and whatnot and uh, <laughs> but the male counterparts you know they get to do all these other f- things and uh, yeah and it's it, yeah it's, you know i love the original dark empire but the second one there's, there's a lot of kind of questionable yeah content in it well that's that's unfortunate and um and yeah, it just—I mean, that that one's better to yeah, just take out of the whole history because I mean, come on, that's uh, <laughs> the way that it all started, and the fact that then it's just brushed over so easily—that's that's just yeah. not great at all in any way, shape. So or before form. before we go any further, let's have a recap. So Shira Bree, okay. shot down by Luke, becomes a dark cyborg Sith. Danny. Yes kind of just a rebound hatched all yes. over Luke she couldn't really help herself is what the people do and hooked up with yes. a fish man Mary <laughs> one issue wonder kind of kind of a one issue stand died yeah Tanith Shire Luke just kind of felt sorry for never see her again uh-huh Gariel that's very much Luke had the stronger feelings out of the two she said you know what no you're okay you, you crack on yeah. you go on live your own life um, and then who did we just talk about? Oh, yeah. See, I've forgotten about her. We literally spoke about it two minutes ago, and I've forgotten. Yeah, Jem Isana. Uh, yeah, very inappropriate teacher. Yeah, falling in love with a student. Student dies. Yeah, teacher doesn't seem to care. So that's where we're at so, f- so far. Yeah, so far I Mary is the funniest, <laughs> and I really like the Gariel story so gariel's good gariel's it's it's sincere that's what that's what you get from a it's natural to the story it's sincere it fits yes but we are now 12 years after the battle of yavin yes and we're going to talk about luke's actual ex-girlfriend callista ming okay now we've spoke we've spoke about callista before jose Let's see if you can remember. So first introduced in Children of the Jedi from 1995. There's there's a lot going on in this book. Even after all these years, I'm not sure I understand it. I, 
I remember when this book came out and we were in an age of the expanded universe really taking off. We might get two or three books a year. So I read this. I've read this book a couple of times and I still uh-huh. don't really know what's going on. But I'm going to try and summarize. So are you with me? Yes. So Luke has to destroy a recently reactivated Imperial super weapon called the Eye of Palpatine. He has two of his pupils with him. Now, prior to this book, the Jedi Academy trilogy is already out. Luke set up his academy on Yavin. We know about the first batch of students. In fact, Jared quizzed me on them. The two pupils who are with Luke are not from that book. They're introduced in this book. Hmm. So we have Nikos Ma and Cray Mingler. They are his two Jedi pupils. They're also in a relationship. So they are okay. boyfriend-girlfriend. Um, the, the no attachment rule hasn't been invented by George Lucas yet because we're in 1995. Yeah. So that's fine. Yes. Uh, they're helped on this mission by a presence from, the, from inside the ship's computer system. Now that presence is Jedi Knight Callista Ming, who was... Ah. She was once on a mission to destroy this same super weapon years ago uh-huh. like decades ago failed but managed to use the force to transfer her consciousness into the computer yes <laughs> you had, so she's yes, helping you out talked about this is yeah so she's yes, helping out um but but during the mission nikos ma is killed his girlfriend Cray mingler luke's second student she decides uh-huh. to help destroy the eye of palpatine this super weapon from within at the cost of her own life, but allows Callista Ming to essentially inherit her body so she can jump from computer system to recently departed Jedi Knight's body and go on living. It's nuts. Can, hold, before you continue, <laughs> um, these two Jedi Knights are also quote, like technically students of, of Luke. Yes. So I understand. I see where you're going with this. That it might be another consciousness in there. But he's basically then in a relationship with his student again. Yeah, when when you put it like that, it doesn't sound great. (laughs) (laughs) With it. Yes, please go on. I just wanted to to highlight well, that because after the previous one, <laughs> well, on, they become man. an actual item. So this isn't one of those things. They're even still together in the next book. So they're an actual. I was going to say healthy relationship, but I'm not quite sure that's the right word to use now. Um, <laughs> bona fide yes. relationship. They're they're a thing. They're an actual couple. Uh huh. Uh huh. But she can no longer access the Force unless it's via the dark side. So the next book in the series, Dark Saber, Luke takes her around some old haunts. He takes her to Dagobah. Takes her to Hoth, where they are attacked by a certain one-armed Wampa who happens to have a grudge because it's it's a small oh. universe. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of that book, even though they, it's just even though yeah. the whole planet is is an ice planet. They ha- they happen to just see the one that we know of. Yeah. And and he he's got a long memory. Yes. Okay. But at the end of the book, Callista leads Luke. She's she's like, You're a Jedi master, you've got a Jedi order to restore. I need to go on my own personal journey. 
Yes. We might cross paths again one day, but okay. See you, bye. Yeah, makes sense. That's not the last we see of Callista. Yes, she makes a return of sorts in Allies, which is the fourth book in the Fate of a Jedi series. Okay, released in two thousand ten. So I think again, you referred to this at the top of the episode. The big evil of that series, like the big bad guy, mm-hmm. is an ancient celestial being called Abeloth. Yes, that is what I was talking about. What is Abeloth? I, I, I don't know the answers to your questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I desperately need to go back and reread this series because even for me, so much of it completely went over my head. Yeah, uh, I really kind of want to read it and figure out what was going on but essentially she's a big immortal being abeloth that has come back to life and essentially wants to consume the galaxy uh mm-hmm. and you know luke and it's his son of air to stop her but she actually kills Callista ming in order to possess her body as a way of striking at luke's very soul oh my yeah but it's not even Callista's body <laughs> <laughs> this is true this is true. So, Abeloth, it's, you're not doing it right. I mean, I guess, unless Luke was originally attracted to his own student, which, I mean, he apparently is okay with that. So, um... <laughs> but I, I, I actually went and kind of read over those couple of pages uh, yeah. earlier today before doing that. And it's, it's done in a really sincere way, to be oh, fair. Yeah? You know, she, she is the big... She's the one that got away in Luke's yeah. life, regardless of the the crazy circumstances. That the fact that she was in a computer for, for 30 years. Yeah, and... yeah. Um, and it's, it, it is written in a really sincere way. Okay. It really does stir up loads of feelings within Luke, and he kind of, he has to reflect on that and go, well, well, actually, no, because you are ultimately just an evil celestial being who wants to dominate the galaxy. You just happen to be wearing my ex-girlfriend's face. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it it, it happens. <laughs> yeah, it's like that old tale that we all yeah. have experienced. <laughs> Bo- um, boy meets computer, computer becomes girl, <laughs> evil Celestian alien kills girl. Jeez. I mean, at least it sounds like there was some time spent, like, flesh- I mean, as crazy as it sounds, and maybe this is just a problem of, of people not knowing how to write, um, <laughs> uh, women <laughs> properly um, in these stories, but at least there was an attempt to give her much more uh, of a backstory, right? Like there is, she was doing something before Luke, and then even if if it was stuck in a computer, but at least yeah, the relationship sounds a lot, definitely a lot more fleshed out than some of the previous ones that we've been talking about. Yeah, and Callista's got a weird backstory as well in that she actually appears in one of the Clone Wars novels, uh, oh. which is the Gambit series. Is it the Gambit series? Hold on. I don't I'm know. I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with yes. It's the Gambit <laughs> series. Um, in the, Because a lot of what Callista talks about as her history as a Jedi doesn't tally up with what came later in the prequels and the timings. And like we talked about with the Clone Wars uh, yeah. episode, that a lot of these things that were written in the 90s don't tally up. So Karen Travis wrote, um, no, it's No Prisoners. It is Clone Wars, No Prisoners. I retract that about Gambit. Okay. So, 
Karen Travers wrote that, and Callista Ming is in that. Actually, you know, pro- oh. peak of her powers, prime Jedi, but she's not part of the Jedi Order. There's a little group of them who are their own little um, sect that uh-huh. have completely different rules about attachment and, and things like that. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that there are more books out there. We do see her become more of a fleshed out character. It just happened cool. to be, you know, 30 years prior. So she was, like, hanging out with uh, with Anakin, probably, with Luke's dad. Yes. Yes, because there's... Yes. Because there's a, there's a whole thing about... Obviously, Anakin is secretly married to Padme, and he yes. comes across this group of Jedi that don't believe attachment is forbidden. Oh. And he, he kind of looks at them and goes, well, you're not all psycho. Yeah. <laughs> what... Why can't I have a relationship? You guys, it's fine for you. Yes. So it causes him to, it's it's really, I think it's kind of um, established or hinted maybe that that drives a wedge between Anakin and the, the Jedi Order and the Council itself. Because he's like, well, you're giving me all these rules, but, you know, it's it's just your word that it's not a good thing when I can see it working perfectly well for these guys. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean that. She sounds like an interesting character for sure. I mean, I when you brought her up when we were talking, I mean, I, I mean, one of our first episodes, and, yeah. I, and I compared her to uh, to her from or the movie Her. Uh, but I mean, yeah, some crazy stuff happens in there. But it sounds when you tell me all these other things about her, it's um, sounds interesting at least. You know, like the fact that she was back then with the Jedi order during the clone wars and 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 then everything else that happens after so all right um, and yeah it's a big retcon but it, it works and it yeah it does give a bit more i like it more history okay so we talked about Callista being killed and possessed by abeloth yes she she's not the only one of luke's old flames to meet that fate of course not <laughs> <laughs> in the same trilogy i think the book after that happens oh did i forget did i forget to mention that luke has to kill the callista body as part of trying to track down abeloth i I may have forgot to mention that i mean you 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 uh you inferred it okay so he had to do that um and then abeloth pulls the same trick with another old flame of luke's which is a canna pell so yeah because you know when the death star doesn't work then let's have the death star again so when abeloth taking luke's girlfriend luke's girlfriend doesn't work let me do it again because that's just how villains work and exactly in this galaxy and you know we, we know now that she wasn't spoiled for choice she had a few to choose from yes um so let's talk about akana a bit more she is okay. from the Black Fleet Crisis trilogy, yes. published in 96. We are now 16 years after the Battle of Yavin. So Akana is on her own quest to find her people. So her people are the Falanasi. They're a uh-huh. Force-sensitive group. They're not part of the Jedi Order in any way, shape, or form, but they are a Force-sensitive group. They're able to create powerful illusions, and they've essentially hidden themselves from the galaxy. So Akana wants to find her people. I don't know how she lost them, but she did them. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so she she signs Luke up to help her by telling him that her former teacher was in fact Luke's mother. 
So remember, we're in 1996. Yes. There is no history about Luke's parentage on his mother's side. Yes. So... Now, obviously we know that that wasn't true, couldn't be true. But Luke doesn't know that. Yeah. And despite despite the fact that their entire relationship is obviously built on lies and deception... Nonetheless, that is one of the only Skywalker flings to actually be explicitly consummated within the pages of a book. Mm. Okay. And and then they go their separate ways when obviously it's revealed that, no, I've never heard of your mother. I don't know who she is. I just tricked you into helping me. <laughs> <laughs> and then as a reward decades later, an evil force entity is going to kill you and steal your body. <laughs> so after that happens, we don't really know what happened. Like, there's no real history, and then she just gets taken over by Abeloth? I, th- I think she pops up here and there. I think um, I think Jason might have visited her at some point after the New Jedi Order series. He does this whole um, thing where he wants to visit as many different Force-using groups as possible to kind of get a different approach to the Force and mm. what it means to be a Jedi. So I think that Jason may have interacted with her. I can't remember whether Luke did between that series and um and abeloth jason who as we mentioned earlier also kind of like trains under lumaya yeah yeah hmm. but this is okay. before that yeah so okay this is this is part of jason becoming at and when you when you think about it like that, you know jason has always been He's always been very curious about the Force, always wanted to learn as much of the Force as possible from as many viewpoints and opinions. Maybe he just thought, well, I've looked at the Force and all these other viewpoints. What does it mean to be a Sith? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he ran out of ways to look at the Force. I mean, to be honest, I mean, that's sort of... (laughs) If it were me, that's probably how I would go about it, too. Like, I I don't want to just, like, (laughs) stick to to the one way that everyone tells me I should do it, it's good to just kind of like be a bit of a skeptic and just try to understand it from as many ways as possible. There's, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but obviously we know that (laughs) Jason does go full on dark, I guess, or, I mean, I I haven't read anything about him, so um, I guess I I don't know yet. But, um, okay, so Akana... So, so she, I guess, like, what I'm finding kind of interesting here is it's kind of funnier and whatnot about, like, um, Avaloth then just randomly picking out this one girl that, you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, what's kind of nice about it is that it, it does make the, the galaxy a little smaller, uh, you know, a, little, a bit smaller, and just sort because of, everything keeps connecting in a way. And yeah, but isn't that just like Luke taking people to the same coffee bar for all his dates? <laughs> it's it's kind of like that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess if you have a whole galaxy to choose from, then he should try to go to different coffee shops, <laughs> different cantinas. Um, but I mean, if you're like in, for us, like there's only so many coffee shops you can go to if you're out dating. So well, yeah. Um, no, but, I mean it's like it was. And, you know, it was the other thing that I had mentioned, I think, also in one of our earlier episodes where I'm like, hey, it's fun to see all these new creatures and all these new aliens and species, but it'd be cool to keep reusing some of the other ones that have been brought in, like, in previous, like, live-action movies and all that just because, like, I don't know. 
it's I like expanding it all, but I also want to flesh out what we do have. So it's I kind of like the idea of just bringing back Abeloth and then Abeloth then connecting with another one of Luke's girlfriends. And I don't know, there's something kind of I guess I'm trying to, to see the positive in here. <laughs> and I, I know I know we've, you know, deliberately been kind of flippant and funny about it, but it is all done in a really organic yeah. way in the Fate of a Jedi series. It doesn't feel forced. It is almost <laughs> like, you know, at this point, Luke is the big grand Jedi yeah. master. How how much is it going to hurt to really show his one and only lost love that got away? You know, that right. is going to be a way to strike at someone that powerful right. that doesn't involve picking up a weapon. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Okay. So, um, all right. So that was a, a Kanapel, was it? A Kanapel, yep. And that takes us then to Mari Jade. Oh, okay. So former Empress Hand turned smuggler, whose former master Palpatine himself had embedded a strong telepathic command in her to kill Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm eventually ended up being the one true love of Luke's life. It's it's weird how life works. Yes. Although she did have to kill a clone of him <laughs> to stop that telepathic command being shouted into her head by Palpatine every day. Um, was this clone created so that she could kill it? No, no, no. This clone was created by Jorah Seboeth, uh, Seboeth, oh, the other yes. mad clone from the Throne trilogy, yep, to basically serve as his apprentice if the real Luke wouldn't. I think that's what it was. Is this the the Luke with two U's? Luke? This is Luke, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So so Mara killed the Luke clone. Luke? I I mean, at least she got it out of her way early in the relationship. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's probably a lot of people out there that sometimes they get pretty pissed off at their significant others. And you're like, you know what? I just wish... I had a clone of you that just had an extra vowel <laughs> that I could just kill so that then we can move on with our relationship. I just need to kill you or a version of you first. We could be onto something. That's what we <laughs> it's need. It's a whole we new business venture for you, Teeny. <laughs> Somebody ring Camino. <laughs> yes. Get me Lama Sue on my phone. All right. So Mara Jade, okay. But yes, what happens after that? So Mara Jade ends up, she ends up marrying mm-hmm. Luke shortly before the new Jedi Order. Uh, gives birth to their only son during that Yuzamong War. And ultimately, eventually, murdered by her own nephew. Jace. <laughs> because how how else is it going to go? Oh Nobody God. gets to live happily ever after. No, I mean, the story of Luke is a tragic one. Like, that's all we... But then Jason... Uh, sorry. Uh, Luke actually assumes that Lumaya killed Mara. Oh. So he assumes that his ex-girlfriend killed his wife. Of course, because of revenge or jealousy or something. And then kind of hunts her down instead. So he hunts down and kills Lumaya. Oh. While all the time it, while all the time it was Jason who did it. He kills her twice. He kills her twice. This this dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean, I guess, you know, if Mary Jade is his, like, all true love and whatnot, I I guess, like, but, wow. Okay. But it was, it was his own nephew. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what you were holding on to earlier, that you didn't want to tell me. Yeah, we did say we were going to spoil all of Legends. (laughs) 
Yeah, basically, Luke goes around, has a lot of flings, and but then there's like, it, there's this one thread, you know, of Lumaya, and then Mara Jade, and actually this, I kind of like it. He just, you know, there was like what a thing with her. Then he goes, does all these other things. Finally meets his true love. Then that true love gets killed by that for one of the early girlfriends. Although the early girlfriend was not even... I mean, she was always evil, right? So... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's but, the, um, there's something poetic there, I think. It's <laughs> <laughs> like this whole... But he had a good... He had a good 15 years of being happily married, so... Hey, 15 years is... That's fair, good. Good for him. Fair play to the guy. Go, going with his track record, that's, who could have seen that coming? No, yeah. I'm, well, I mean, after all these other women that got killed in his life, uh, and it's so... I mean, I, I, I wonder if he ever brought... You know, if, you know, if they ever had that conversation, Mary Jade and him, and, and she's like, so, you know, let's talk about our exes. So, um, who have you dated? And he's like, okay, well, you know, there was, uh, there was this girl. Okay, oh, yeah, so how is she doing? Uh, she's dead. <laughs> oh, um, okay. You know, the Empire is pretty evil. Like, sure, okay, so um, who else have you dated? Oh, the, there's this other girl. Okay, yeah, so how is she? Like, now that the New Republic and everything. Uh, yeah, she's also dead. Um, <laughs> and if you think about the, the Lumaya retcons as well. So Lumaya being retconned as an Emperor's Hand, yeah. her and Mara worked together. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they were colleagues. Oh, yeah, right. So... <laughs> Um, they were like you know they shared the same office yeah yeah (laughs) that's uh yeah i you can just you can just imagine mara being like you were with her (laughs) (laughs) well i would maybe this is the one that like luke decided not to tell her about because he's like well (laughs) you know there was this other you know you might have known her (laughs) no I, i think it's definitely talked about in the legacy of the four series Oh yeah, yeah. It's like her. Oh my god! And then they don't <laughs> talk for like, yeah. I kind of want to see like the rom com version of the marriage aid story or something. Just sort of like, <laughs> then they they don't talk for like a month because she can't believe, and then she's questioning this whole thing because it's like, come on, like every one of his girlfriends and you know ends up dying or something, and then at, towards the end they're like, okay, let, you know, let's try to make this work, and they finally get together, and then she gets killed. So maybe it's not really a rom-com. It's not quite being the fluffy romantic episode that we wanted for Valentine's Day, has it? (laughs) I did say that this was about the many failed relationships. (laughs) This is an episode for the the people that don't have a significant other. Okay, okay. It's an anti-Valentine's Valentine's episode. (laughs) But but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's it for Luke's girlfriends, I think. Well, and... Let me see. I'm just going to check my own list here for a second. Because um, th- those are all legends. Is there... I think there's one in canon, though, right? Okay. Um, uh, remind me. This, this is where we get to the like, bit where Jose does research, I don't, and then he shows me up. <laughs> all right. Actually, so yeah, I in my, on my notes, um, and again, I was... They're pretty open. Um I, there was one Legends one that you didn't mention, but I don't know anything about her. Okay. Uh, this is Tenennial Joe, or 
Dio. Oh, of course. DJO. Dathomir. Dathomir, Night Sister. Yes, a four switch from Dathomir. Yep. Uh, from the courtship of Princess Leia. Basically, lassoed Luke and told her she was hit. He was hers now because the women just claim the men there, and essentially okay didn't work out. I'm, I'm racking my brain here. Uh, didn't work out, but she hooked up with Prince Isildur from Hapes, and eventually they gave birth to Tenokar, who went on to become a big star of a new Jedi Order. I think that's the one. Oh. So you, you, have okay. this, you have this whole um, Prince Isildur's trying to woo Princess Leia while Hannah's kidnapped her to try and win her affections. So you've got that going on, while you've also got Tenniel Joe and Luke and kind of at the end of it, the two people who are doing the chasing end up together. Got oh. it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, for- that's the that's the rom com. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Courtship of Princess Leia also has its own theme tune because C three PO writes a song about Han Solo. It's oh my god. It's a thing, like six hundred verses writes long. A song. Yep. Okay, yeah, that definitely share that with the with our Discord because, and whatnot. Because Han because Solo may be descended from royalty. The, the <laughs> Solos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he may be a king. But anyway. <laughs> um all right. Um off, slightly and, went off on and one. And then there. we did was that? Slightly went off on one there. Sorry about that. Yes. Yes. No, no worries. I'm now I'm very intrigued by that story too. <laughs> but um yeah, there was one canon one that I found and I don't know much about her because this is I've I've read a good amount of the canon novels. There's maybe like four or five that I, I still have left. Um but this is Nakari Kellen from Heir to the Jedi. And Ah, uh, to the so Jedi. So I haven't read this book yet. I have it's up on the shelf. I can't remember much about this, but I can remember that this book is infamous for certain things. I remember that it has something to do with noodles. I'm pretty sure she dies, and somebody might have had to hide in a fridge like the end of Indiana Jones and Kingdom of a Crystal Skull. Oh, Those no. are the three things I remember about this book. Well, I mean, it's it's okay if it's like Indiana Jones. I mean, it's still within the George Lucas family, so <laughs> it's a nice nod. But yeah, and I don't know why that's in my head. Something to do with a friend. <laughs> it it could be completely wrong, but that's what's in my head. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't really know much about her, but I uh, I mean, I guess it's one that um when I saw that there was one canon girlfriend, I was intrigued by it because we obviously know. Um, what happens with Luke after with the sequel trilogy. So I was curious about this book because I'm like, yeah, like I'd like to know more about what's actually happening within the storyline, but well, I haven't read or heard many good things about this book, but maybe it's still worth it just to get the continuity. <laughs> if, if you, if you like being a completionist, then absolutely. Yeah. I, will be a compl- about- I can be a completionist of Canon. I don't think I can do <laughs> legends. That's, no. that's too much. No. I'll, I'm more, I'm going to be very picky there, <laughs> <laughs> but talking about the sequel trilogy and I'm going to bring us full circle now. So in the, okay. in the prologue of the last Jedi novelization by uh, Jason Fry, there's a section where Luke is 
He's on. He's happily married and old on Tatooine, and he's married to Cammy, the girl I mentioned right at the top of this episode. Oh, okay, yeah. And and he'd never gone off and save the galaxy, and he'd never become a Jedi. And it's kind. It's the Force giving him a vision of what his life would have been like. Yeah. While he's on Act Two, um, you know, removed himself from the Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember Jason Fry at the time because there was. Um, one of the excerpts that was released onto the internet was part of this prologue and everyone was like, oh my God, Jason Fry is recanonizing Mara Jade as part of the vision. And it turns out it wasn't <sighs> Mara Jade, it was Cammy. Yeah. And I remember Jason Fry talking about why the book started with that and how this vision from the Force was essentially a, a, for, a foreshadowing of Ray coming to see him and that he couldn't kind of take a back seat from Galactic Affairs anymore and he was gonna yeah you know, his, his life was about to change and he was gonna have to get involved again yeah interesting it's it's a really really beautiful piece of writing the prologue for the last yeah Jedi. no i mean and it's um well it also kind of confirms then that their cami was indeed some sort of love interest um yeah. for him um even though they they weren't actually together but that i guess in a alternate parallel universe to everything, then I guess they would have ended up together. Um, yeah, I want. I mean, I guess under that like idea, the Empire would still be around. I guess, right? Yeah, and no, I think it. I think it is because they talk about um, having used their allotted Imperial water rations for the month and things like that. Yeah, you know, I've I've read the novelization of. Force Awakens and of the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. I haven't read this one yet, so I don't know. <laughs> for for to... me, it's my, it's my favorite of the three. For me, really, yeah. Huh. I think it 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 really does expand a lot on on the movie. Plus, it's, you okay. know, it's also my favorite movie out of the three, so kind of makes yeah. sense. <laughs> well, I, I enjoyed the Rise of Skywalker novelization. Force Awakens felt pretty much the same as the movie. I didn't really didn't really expand much on what I already knew of it. Yeah. So I think that's why I haven't gone into Last Jedi because I assumed that it would be more or less the same. But this definitely um, has me intrigued. And, and now that you've said you've, you really enjoyed it, I'll definitely have to check that out as well. Well, yeah, I mean, those are all my... all the girlfriends and love interests that I had on, on my research. Well, yeah, he kind of... Uh, he's- he definitely lived more of a sheltered life in canon on, on his island, <laughs> being a monk. Yes, well, you know, we don't know how close Act 2 is to Zeltron, though, so <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe he was still taking weekend trips. Oh, God. May- that maybe. was the other piece of the puzzle that, that R2 had, <laughs> had hidden away. And he's like, no, no one can see where Luke is going. Yeah. <laughs> like, R- <laughs> R2 is literally like, you are not checking my browsing history. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why he just shut off. Because he was just like, no one can know of this. Please. <laughs> this is not the Luke you guys want to know. <laughs> He has been very affected by, by Ben. So, <laughs> um. okay, moving on, moving on, <laughs> moving on. All right. Well, I this was a lot of fun, Trev. Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, I yeah, this was great. Um, I think we just have uh, we do have a little bit of you know, um, 
a little bit for our segment where people are asking you questions. Another thing that was mailed in. So okay, uh, why don't we we go ahead and play it and let's see let's see what they have to say. I do have a file. Let me play it and see what it says. What's up, Star Wars Archives? Jared Mays here from Legends Look Back. Trevor, here we go. Round three. Can I stump you this time around? You guys are doing a Valentine's Day episode. I think it's an excellent idea. You're touching on one of my absolute favorite Legends topics, which is Luke's girlfriends. And wow, is it a weird rabbit hole. One of them, of course, Callista Ming, who you're going to be talking about, um, famously appears in what I consider the Callista trilogy. But did you know those are not actually the only books she appears in? Trevor, can you name what other adult Star Wars novels Callista Ming appears in? I think I've got you stumped on this one. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. And I'm looking forward to our contest, our trivia off whenever we get around to it. I'm not totally sure that I'm going to win, but I am excited to do my absolute best. Take it easy, guys. Okay, so we've already talked about... Children of a Jedi and Darksaber. Planet of Twilight, she also turns up as well, which is the book directly set after Darksaber, although her and Luke have already split up at this point. Uh, we've talked about Fate of a Jedi, Vortex or Allies. Literally, I can't remember now which one I said it was, but it was one of them. And then the Clone Wars book uh, that I've already mentioned today. Mm-hmm. I can't remember whether she turns up in the New Jedi Order or not. And I can't remember if she turns up in the Legacy of the Force or not. She's definitely in a short story called Mur Murder in Slush Time, which is set between Darksaber and Planet of Twilight, but Jared didn't ask me about that, so I can't really use that. So I'm going with those five then, and we're going with Children of a Jedi, Darksaber, Planet of Twilight, Clone Wars, No Prisoners, I think it's, I said it was, didn't I? And then mm -hmm. Fate of a Jedi Vortex. That's what I'm going with. All right. Well, I do have an answer here. And the two things that Jared said were their right answer are not what you have said. Oh. So what he writes is Republic Commando Order 66... And Imperial Commando 501st. Is she in those books? Apparently so. I cannot confirm <laughs> if this is accurate or not, but this is what I have been told. Is okay, the correct we are. Answer. I'm literally, I'm hitting the work now while we record this. Let's get to the <laughs> bottom of this. So, so he's not mentioned the Clone Wars book. He did not mention the Clone Wars books. He only mentioned these two books. Okay. She is she is in No Prisoners, which Jared didn't mention. I just, mm -hmm. just pointed that out there, Jared. She is in Order 66 and 501st. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember her being in those books at all. I wow. mean, I have... I haven't read them in a long time, and it makes sense because they're also written by Karen Travis, who wrote No Prisoners. Um, yeah. And I imagine it would follow over the story plots from from a yeah. novel. But I can't... I'll be honest, the, 
the the Mandalorian focus gets really really heavy in those books. And, yeah. Uh, there, there's a very um, this has been well discussed in the fandom for for well decades by this point you know 15 years or whatever there's a very anti-jedi viewpoint that runs through those books from the author um yeah which, which can it was refreshing for the first couple of books but it gets a bit much by the time you hit them okay jared well done mate well yeah. done i well now this Fair is play. getting really interesting as a lead up to our <laughs> Legends off because finally Jared was able to bring up a question that Trev could not answer. So I think that this is a legitimate. This is gonna be. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. I am sure Jared is gonna be thrilled to find out that he was able to uh, to stump you with this one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, speaking of future episodes, yes, we do have that coming up. And what else are we? What else do we have in the queue, Trev? Uh, we're going to cover non-Sith Darksiders of all description and craziness and supernatural entities that go around possessing bodies even. Who knows? Yeah, no, I mean, it actually works out pretty well that we talked about Avaloth today and uh, <laughs> then we get to talk about other dark side. I mean, I'm assuming that this entity was using the dark side um, to possess I'm, I'm sure she'd... I'm sure, I'm sure that that entity had transgressed such... Such mortal descriptions of the force. <laughs> That's a great way to describe that. Um, all right, so before we're, we're done, yeah, so those, those are episodes that are coming up. And also just remind our listeners that we do want your feedback, suggestions, and questions. So just like Jared just did, record yourselves on your phones or your computers and send it to us, and we will play it on a future episode. Or you can also just type it up on the, on the Discord and uh, ask us anything that way. Um, is there anything else you want to go over before we finish the episode, Trev? No, I think we've covered it pretty much there. Like I said, if anyone's got any questions, knock them up. Uh, keep hitting us up with your ideas for future shows as well. We've got a load of things in the pot, but if anyone comes up with anything that really grabs our attention, then yeah, we'll, we'll chuck it in the list and give it a go. That's right. And Trev, I want to just thank you for this episode today because, I don't know, I there was so much in, in it that I didn't really know how it was going to go, but I had a lot of fun just learning about all these women <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in, in Luke's life and all the tragedy in it. And I, you know, I think it was a lot of fun. So well done, man. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's been really good. <laughs> so that's it for today's episode. We will be providing the links and pictures to the books that we mentioned today. I mean, we did bring up a lot of books and stories, so we'll see that's how we do books. with that. <laughs> but at least we'll, I mean, let's just at least provide a, the list of the girlfriends and, uh, and the women. And, you know, at least one of the books or something, for, if people are interested. Yeah, definitely. Share that. Um, We'll put that up on the on the Discord, of course. So if you haven't joined our Discord, please do so. Go to utini.com slash Discord, and you will see a whole um, channel dedicated to this podcast where we can talk all things, uh, I guess in this case, uh, love and romantic relationships that Luke has had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if uh, And then that's also where you can send us your questions and, and suggestions. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the Joxy, that is T-H-E-J-O-X-I-I-I, and follow my Instagram at the Jose Jimenez. Trev, 
where can people find you? I'm at Davy Todd on Twitter, or I'll be working on the timeline on the website behind the scenes then, or just hanging out on our Discord, chatting, and you'll normally find me in the Legends and Canon book sections. That's right. So, and I'll yeah, be there I'm as well. On there. Yes. So I think that that's it for today. Uh, thanks again, Trev, and uh, radio out. <laughs> <laughs>